Blog Talk Radio. All right, y'all, peace, peace. It's Mama We're going to try it again. We're live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network. Um, it's it's time. It's that time ahead of time. You're a week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology right here. Uh, we're not going to let Mercury Retrograde get us down. That's why we're um, getting started about four or five minutes after the hour here. But we are here. We survived the full, super full moon, harvest, blood moon, lunar eclipse in Aries, praise the creator. And before we go any further, we are absolutely going to honor and pay homage and revere and give the proper respect to our divine ancestors for without whom we would not be here. And it might have been the end of the world for us. How about that? Um, It definitely is the end of a lot of things in our world, but we'll we'll get into that as we discuss some of our observations that correlated with last week's show, because, of course, last week we were ahead and already talking about it. Um, Additionally, our our powerful, (laughs) fearless leader here at the My Astrology Coach Radio Network for the Ampu. Uh, We want another divine opportunity to come together and dissertate and disseminate on the week ahead's events. This week, we are discussing the week of October the 4th through the 11th, I believe that's Sunday through um, Saturday of next week. So we're entering a new month here as of tomorrow. Actually, it's the 4th through the 10th, excuse me. And so um, let's get into it. There's so much going on. There's so much to talk about today, as a matter of fact. There is a grand earth trine going on between uh, the sun. uh, No, I apologize. It's the moon that's in Taurus. And then we've got Jupiter Pretty, pretty in a pretty close conjunction to Mars in Virgo. Well, Mars hasn't quite hit Virgo yet, but it's inching closer and closer. And then we've got Pluto, of course, in Capricorn. They recently stationed direct, but it's still kind of hovering over this one degree, this 12th degree of Capricorn. And so it's a lot going on energetically, um, and this today's energies are included in that. Uh, additionally, today we have a Sun-Mercury alignment, okay? Anytime two planets come together, they amplify each other. They power each other up. And you've got one of the most powerful entities in the solar system, the Sun, um, energizing this Mercury that's still retrograde in Libra, Um and and it's just, it's a really great alignment for thinking, especially in the midst of this Mercury retrograde. Today's energies should be like a reprieve. Today's energies with the sun really energizing that Mercury should be 
a sense of relief or 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 calm or just power just that your the sun represents our will and our 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 our, our personal power and so um hopefully it feels really good and it feels like a a, a slight break amidst this Mercury retrograde and Libra that we've been enduring, <laughs> and that was also highlighted at the time of the lunar eclipse. The sun and um, Mercury were um, pr- pretty much conjunct at the time, and so we we are uh, getting a little bit of a, of a reprieve today, and as we'll discuss in the week coming up, in the week ahead, uh, we're going to have another trigger of Mercury um here next week and and really um on into October this this pay attention to mercury right now okay not just because of the alignment today with the sun but because we're going to keep getting triggered in our thoughts in the way we communicate and we relate to one another over the course all the way up through early November for sure so don't sleep on mercury um we're going to get into it even more so here coming up. So just hold tight. Uh, let's see. Gosh, <laughs> y'all will just have to go back to last week's show and listen to, uh, you know, what all was discussed about this lunar eclipses, blood, moon, and Aries, because, you know, we we forecasted that it was going to be a doozy. And, of course, I mean, I think everyone knew on a certain level that it was and is, and I won't say was as if it is over because, obviously, the effects of an eclipse go on and extend up to six months. The potency and power of it as far as your um, hour divine opportunity to get in on these energies, on the high end of these energies to our favor and advantage and to the favor and advantage of those that we love and care about is still here for up to two weeks after. Of course, the closer to the actual alignment it is, the better, but hey, two weeks is a good amount of time to get in on those manifesting rituals, get in on those rituals of release, get in on those rituals of I mean, this really, it, it is said that eclipses are about endings, you know, endings. And I believe that we all, to a certain degree, have a, a more personal um, experience and testimonial regarding what that has meant in our own individual lives. I know I did. I thought it was going to manifest in a particular way, and boy, oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, You know, Uranus's association with this um, lunar eclipse, too, definitely uh, gave that element of surprise and unexpected events that I did not anticipate or see. I can't say completely not. I mean... We've got this Mercury retrograde in Libra that's been going on since the end of September. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, mid-September, the 17th. And, um, I mean, our relationships, our relationships with ourselves and with others primarily have been getting re-looked at, re-examined, reviewed, everything retrograde uh, is referring to. So the fact that this Mercury had had a, a supreme uh, uh, relationship with this lunar eclipse 
of course, that element was in there as well. So now I will throw this in there for anyone who happens to be an air sign, having sun in an air sign or ascendant in an air sign. Take note, because Mercury is retrograding in Libra, if you saw in with this lunar eclipse in Aries, that the endings pertain to a relationship of some kind, be advised that because we're in the middle of a retrograde, it could come back, okay? It could come back. It could come back because things that, you know, are done. De- it, it, you, can, you can play this either way when, when it comes to retrogrades, especially with Mercury. Things that you establish and set up in the middle of a Mercury retrograde may not last. It may be temporary by the time Mercury goes, because we're in a period of rethinking and reevaluating. So by the time Mercury goes direct next week, October 9th, and then by the time it gets out of the retrograde zone completely by October 25th, 24th, yeah, 24th or 25th, depending, um, then you, you may have a whole, all that rethinking and reevaluating may have led you to something else, especially when you consider the sign of Libra. Libra is the most indecisive sign in the zodiac. Libra is the scales. They're going to weigh out both the good, the bad. Well, I want to do this. Well, I want to do this too. I can see the advantage of doing this, but I can see the advantage of doing it that way. So <laughs> that's just a heads up. If this lunar eclipse brought endings of the relational kind, if you are an air sign or have ascendant in air sign because all these signs are related, um, then just beware that it could show up again, especially as Mercury continues to be triggered, like I said earlier on, all the way through um, to November, okay? Uh, let's see. Additionally, I guess that's all for, you know, last week we really only had two major things we discussed last week, which was that lunar eclipse and um, this sun-mercury alignment occurring today, which we really didn't even get into that much. But hopefully I touched on it enough today already that, you know, it, it uh, if you're interested, it piques your curiosity to dig and in, delve into it a little bit further to take maximum advantage of it, especially if your sun or ascendant sign is in Leo, which is ruled by the sun, or if your sun or ascendant sign is in Gemini or Virgo, which is ruled by Mercury, then this alignment is for you, okay? Um, Let's see. I would also say this, because I did... um, of course, I tell you, I, I study my chart daily and the transits that are being made to it, not obsessively or religiously, just checking in. The more I study and learn astrology, uh, the more it all resonates and makes sense to me. I like to see, okay, the moon's in Taurus. How is this moon in Taurus affecting my chart? Not just today, but any time the moon's in Taurus. The moon is going to be in Taurus at least once every month. So interesting to see how... Uh, the, the the moon, whatever sign it's in, how it's impacting or influencing your chart. And so I admonish you guys to do the same. It's very advantageous if you can take advantage of the energies on the highest level. 
And so with that, we're jumping into today's show, okay? We're jumping into next week, our week ahead. And we start the week with the moon in Cancer. And the first alignment of the week we'll discuss is the actual third quarter moon in Cancer, okay? Um Y'all know I have Gemini rising in my chart, so I'm ruled. I have a lot, and Mercury influences me a lot, and I think with the sun heating it up, I'm getting a little warm, so I'm turning up the air conditioner real quick. <laughs> Excuse me. Last week I had an interruption in the middle of the show. Somebody called me in the middle of the show. This week I'm going to go turn the AC up. So... All right, it's real life happening over here, y'all, but I'm not going to front. <laughs> All right, moon and cancer. Now, I'm going to talk to y'all in a little bit about the void moon. I've talked to y'all the past few episodes about the void moon, and I'm glad I have because this week coming up in the week ahead, we've got some serious void moon action going on, and we got to pay attention to it because, when it extends for such a long period of time, I mean, one of the void moon periods this week is going to be for like almost a whole day, like 22 hours. One is a day and some like a day and 10 hours. That's a significant period of time for the moon to be in a position where so many different activities are energetically off limits. So it's good to know. Um, I won't discuss it right now just because um, it doesn't really come into play until a little later on. By the time the week actually starts, the moon will actively be in Cancer, okay? The moon in Cancer is right at home. The moon loves to be in Cancer. Cancer rules the home and family and our inner security and our private lives, okay? Our ancestral, um, you know, roots. Our family roots are found in Cancer in the fourth house. So um, going from the moon being in Gemini where it's a little restless, when it's in Cancer, it's instinctively, you know, giving way to our need for peace and quiet, okay? So we kind of start the week out next week with a little time for reflection, which also coincides with that third quarter moon coming up in the very sign of Cancer on the 4th, okay, on day. But the moon being in Cancer um, generally favors anything done at home, any domestic activities, um, any activities that involve an awareness of our personal needs. That's why it's a good time for peace and quiet. What do you need? What do you need to establish peace and quiet, not only in your home, but in you? Okay, our feelings are running really deep when the moon is in Cancer, and it's just a really great time to get in touch with whatever motivates us in in any feeling. Okay, um, if since you're, it's a good time to be at home. Obviously, any decorating, home decorating, rearranging, uh, get-togethers at the home, get-togethers with the family. These are all. Um, favorite activities during this time. As the week starts off, it'll be on Sunday. This Sunday coming up, be a good time to get together in your home or or specifically with your, um, you know, close family. Uh, 
and it really has a lot of healing potential through through that, through the peace and quiet and the uh, the family and the awareness of our personal needs. It can really be a healing influence, okay? And so with that being said, the moon will be in Cancer at the time of the third quarter moon on Sunday the 4th. Let me see the exact time. Sorry, I would have already had that, but I knew I would glance over at my little astrology calendar just to double-check it. It'll come in a second, I'll tell y'all. Tension at the time of this third quarter moon should be focused. Our intention and attention should be focused on what we are building, not what has already fallen away. What has already fallen away is what what was triggered here at this lunar eclipse. Okay, whatever is already falling away, this Sunday is gonna bring us to our knees to the point if we haven't already done so. Let me not scare anybody. If we haven't already been in a mode of okay, whatever have occurred at the lunar eclipse time, you know, as of today here Wednesday, we're kind of. <laughs> finally starting to get back up on our feet, so to speak, with what we had to come to terms with, what was culminated and eliminated and, you know, exposed and revealed at the time of this um, um, lunar eclipse, full moon, that's gone away by this time on Sunday, okay? We're going to be focusing our intention on what we are building. What is coming up here at this new moon in Libra on October the 12th, as of Sunday, I'm telling y'all, I told y'all last week, the old will have passed away and all things are becoming new. As of Sunday, don't look back, not another time. If you're still dealing with it, I hope this sun-mercury alignment today can help you, can empower your will and, and your, uh, you know, our personal power to get our minds right, okay, um, to where when Sunday comes, in between now and then, we will have been progressively getting our minds right, and when Sunday comes, we can be steadfastly and singularly focused on what is to come. It's so much coming, y'all. It's like, I mean, even for me, it, this lunar eclipse shook me up. It shook up my world, and I know, I, you know, th- we talked about it. I knew this was going to happen. I didn't know exactly how it was going to happen, but hey. Um, we can't stay there. We can't camp out at a lunar eclipse. I don't care if the effects are lasting up until six months. We got more alignments coming up, like the Sun-Mercury alignment today, like Venus moving into Virgo next week, like Mercury station in direct next week. We don't have time to camp out at what happened at the lunar eclipse. We got stuff to do, okay? So um, I got excited and started walking around the room and get back to my computer. <laughs> so we've got this new moon coming up on October the 12th. So as at the time of this third quarter moon in Cancer at 11 degrees here on Sunday, and I finally got the time, it will be occurring at 4.06 Central, p.m. Central Standard Time on Tuesday. So later Sunday afternoon, um, give or take, we will be triggered in our emotions 
we will be triggered in some kind of way to start focusing our intentions on what we're building, not what has already passed away. Okay? It's going to be in Cancer. Cancer is the crab. The crab, when you think of it, has a hard shell, but it's soft on the inside, okay? Delicate. Uh, so, uh, it's a delicate being. Um, uh, let's see. The Cancerian, any Cancers you may know, they hold, they tend to hold the feelings, um, and hold their, you know, they, they, they're very feeling oriented. And so the shell is like that protection for the Cancer or the Crab. You got the Gemini right before Cancer is the sign, right before Cancer, and Gemini, you know, governs the gathering of things and information. And then you move on into the Cancer. The crab stores what has been gathered. It stores it under the shell, okay? And so when the shell becomes too small for all the things that are being stored and it's growing, the crab finds a new shell to expand even more, okay? And so at the time of this third quarter moon, what's going to help us in focusing on what we're building instead of what has fallen away is to is that we cultivate our own cancerian natures okay to protect what we've gathered um and you know be wise to who you let. There's a there's a mystery of what's underneath these shells of protection. Like I said, cancer is where you go, you're, you enter into your private kind of peace and quiet solitude time. And so be be wise and careful. Hopefully that was a, a very good lesson learned with Mercury, Mercury and Libra at the time of this lunation, this last um, uh, eclipse. Be careful who you let uncover your shell, okay? Um, wallowing is a kind of a Cancerian thing, and so be mindful of that too. Like I said, we're moving on. We're we're focusing on what we're building, not what's falling away. So the wallowing that is a very Cancerian thing to do could be an issue. While the moon's in Cancer, and let me tell you, the moon actually goes in to Cancer, not on Sunday. It will be in Cancer when the um, week starts on Sunday, but the moon actually goes into Cancer um, the day before at that night, uh, uh, Saturday evening at 7.22 p.m. Central Standard Time, the moon goes into Cancer. It will have been void since uh, that afternoon at 12.18 on Saturday, okay? So keep in mind that from 12.18 in the afternoon to 7.22 in the evening on Saturday, the moon will have been void. So when I talk about the void moon later on, know that for, uh, I just was mentioning earlier that the moon, the, it, the week does not start out with the moon in void. By the time Sunday hits, it's actually already in Cancer. And so I'm mentioning that because, you know, like I said, the, the wallowing thing could be an issue this coming up weekend. Don't do it. Or if you do have to have to wallow a bit, don't wallow for long. Okay, it, find a new shell, a bigger shell, if you've outgrown the old one, and let that be that energy that helps you to start looking towards what is being built. Um, 
We definitely uh, will be uh, called at the time of the last quarter moon to look at what we need to let go of, old patterns, hurts and losses, grudges and resentments. But that's the, um, you know, Cancers and Scorpios, they don't like to let go of stuff, but but we're being called to look after we're done with our necessary wallowing if we must, Okay. So moving right along, uh, let's see, on the 5th, which is the very next day on Monday, early in the rising, 6.04 a.m. Central Standard Time, the moon makes its last aspect of square to Uranus and throws us into a void for 21 hours and 27 minutes. That is insanity to me because I see these void periods all the time, and they're, you know, a few hours here, a few hours there, almost 24 hours, a whole day of void, um, of a void moon. So from Monday rising, 6.04 a.m., to Tuesday early rising at 3.31 a.m. Central Standard Time when the moon officially enters Leo, it's void. That's a long period. So now I'm definitely going to discuss, as a reminder, because I've discussed it for quite a few shows now, what that means. Um, A lot of astrologers you will hear say that most activities, should be initiated when the moon is not void, of course, okay? And the and the kind of the key word here is new. You're not wanting to initiate anything new. Um, unfortunately, I guess if you're starting a new job on Monday <laughs> next week, uh, it may be temporary. If it's a temporary job, great. <laughs> But if it's one you signed on for permanently or full-time, maybe not so great. (laughs) And, you know, I'm not a a fear-mongering person. I'm never going to tell you anything to scare you or set you up like that. But I'm saying astrologically, energetically, planetarily speaking, it's not that great of a day to start any new activities. They tend simply just to not work out to the way we like, or they just need some serious adjustment um, later on down the road in order for them to meet with any success. So like job interviews, first dates, (laughs) starting a business or project, probably not. uh, making important or large purchases should not be done during this time. If you can wait just a day, it'll be it should be fine. Uh, what you can do, what you what it what the this time is good for anything you've already started, any projects you've already started that just need finishing, anything that needs editing or reviewing or refining. You're taking another look at it. It's great. Um, getting rid of excess, you know, perfect. Um, During the void, of course, moon, you should actually sleep quite well and more peaceful, (laughs) better rest. Uh, Any getting together or meeting up with people should be established, friends, or with family. Obviously, they're established. And uh, in the making of any lists, 
things that you want to do when the moon is no longer void. Uh, finding anything you've lost is a good time to look for it during a void moon. Okay. So that's that. That takes us into uh, early, early rising on the 6th at 3.31 when the moon finally enters Leo. Now, with the moon in Leo, um, as of Tuesday rising, it's coming out of Cancer where we've been private and solid to in solitude and, you know, kind of nesting and getting in touch with our feelings. And the moon goes into this area of space governed by Leo where we want to be creative, okay? We've, we've been quiet. We've been still. Now we want to do um, any activities involving children, any undertakings that, that that require generosity or where you want to be personally recognized or any risk-taking or gambling activities actually are favored under the Leo moon, okay? That is going to satisfy us emotionally during this time to um, do these things. Um We're going to feel warm and generous, definitely wholeheartedly loving. Um, We don't mind, you know, kind of being on stage during this time. That's kind of Leo Fifth House themes. Our feelings are kind of bigger and and grander, and we appreciate a little drama during this time. and we don't like anything impersonal during this time. It's a very personal, personable time. Fifth House Leo rules romance and dating and children and creativity. So that's very. These are very personal things that Leo appreciates. And while the moon is here, it, it satisfies us more, even if that is not our natural tendency. We tend to kind of seek attention during this time. Um, and we want to stand out for what makes us unique and special for romance and any creative activities, once again, okay? Kind of speaks to our inner child. We'll probably be more in a playful mood there um, going into Tuesday. Okay, so then later on Tuesday, we have... I know what it is, y'all. I'm just looking at the time to make sure. Uh, We've got sun squaring Pluto. That's happening at 9.14 in the morning Central Standard Time. And when the sun is squaring Pluto, the sun in Libra, Pluto, this stationing direct in Capricorn, you can feel, if you know anything about Pluto, you can kind of feel the intensity anyway because Pluto is already about formation, utter transformation, okay, where you don't even recognize what it was before. You think of the um, the phoenix rising from the ashes or the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. That is Pluto. Pluto doesn't play. Pluto is about <laughs> making something completely new by the time it's done. And so this powerful, powerful planet in a powerful, powerful position since it's stationing, that means it's slowed down pretty much to a stop. It's going to be at 12 degrees Capricorn or has been for days and 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 will continue to be. So it's it's moving slow now because it's it, it was 
so-called backing up, and then it's so-called stop to turn, go forward or direct again, okay? So then you've got that being squared by the sun in Libra, okay? And what that is going to denote, you'll be able to identify this energy. If Pluto is your ruling planet, if you're a Scorpio rising, or if the sun is your planet and you're a Leo rising, take heed, okay? You will feel this. <laughs> uh, and it's a square, so it's going to be challenging. Take, pay attention. Uh, you're going to, your need to be in control is going to be increased, Um which can lead to ego conflicts <laughs> uh, with authority figures or people in power. So watch out, especially just watch out, definitely. Um, it, the challenge or the the uh, the square could bring a challenge, a crisis, a conflict um, with someone. And it's gonna it, it could be intense. If it happens, it's gonna be intense, an intense experience that can lead to extreme or destructive behavior on your part or the part of the other person. Okay, um, these challenges or crisis or conflict can force you into a corner, and you you may feel like you have to defend your position or you may feel like you have to make a major change or transformation yourself, okay? It could be a crisis or conflict or challenge that initiates the change or transformation. Um, it could also be um, a crisis, conflict, or challenge that triggers some deeply buried psychological issues um, centered around fears um, or death or losing control being tortured or persecuted or being abused, okay? Um, that those fears may be past life related or could relate to more recent brushes with the dark side, um, such as spiritual warfare, rape, addiction. Um, but it'll trigger your consciousness. That's the sun. And uh, once you gain that consciousness due to the event, like I say, it could be psychological, internal, or an actual external event or circumstance. Um, But once you gain consciousness of the reasons you feel like you need to be in control, it's going to provide an opportunity for you to evolve into a higher level and to let things go and kind of feel less threatened and kind of relax. So uh, just like Pluto is bringing that death and rebirth, this may uh, leave you with a greater sense of inner power that you didn't have before. It could be the challenge or crisis or circumstance that that triggers you to transform with a greater sense of inner and personal power, okay? Um, and so from that standpoint, you'll be given opportunity to channel that uh, intensity into success that comes from ambition and hard work, okay? The sun can also represent our careers. So you got transformation and you got ego, career, you know, willpower. So look at it that way. It's a, Yes, it's a square. That's a hard aspect. But these challenges come to provide us with the opportunity 
to do better and be better, all right? Moving on, same day, the 6th, later on, later in the evening at around 9.52, around 10 o'clock, we've got Mars in direct opposition to Neptune, okay? Mars, you know, I wish I had a sound effect of like sirens to go off right now because Mars is definitely a trigger word, a key word. Mars represents aggression. Mars represents drive. Mars represents violence. And uh, Mars represents, as you could tell with this lunar eclipse in Aries, you know, Mars represents, it, it represents blood. It represents knives or sharp objects. So we've got that in direct opposition to Neptune. And Neptune can be so many. (laughs) Neptune can be illusion and delusion and deception, but Neptune can also be unconditional love and spirituality and imagination. So um, it it just depends. Uh, As I actually uh, mentioned to y'all, the kind of energy that it brings, keep in mind that some people born some people born with Mars in opposition to Neptune in their chart was Maya Angelou, Frida Kahlo, and Steve Jobs. So that ought to give you an idea of how um, this energy can manifest, obviously, on a higher end. Like I said, Neptune isn't all bad. And then with the Sun-Pluto square that I just got through talking about, our personal power, our careers, our will, and then the planet of transformation, um, Maya Angelou was also born with that in her chart, along with Steffi Graf, I believe she played tennis, and Ricky Martin, okay? Just FYI. And so with Mars opposite Neptune, we can actually get a little discouraged, feel a little weak, and inadequate, okay? It does represent, Neptune softens whatever it touches. If you've had a Neptune transit to your ascendant or a Neptune transit to your sun or a Neptune transit to your Mars, it softens what it touches. It lightens you up kind of and creatively, or it can be a complete and total illusion and bring about delusion, okay? But energetically, since it's touching Mars, it could represent a low point in energy regarding sexuality, since Mars has a lot to do with sex and competitiveness. Um, If you were a professional athlete whose, you know, chart was ruled by Mars or Neptune or, you know, had something in your chart that was being hit up by this particular um, transit, I would say, you know, don't expect a lot out of your performance that day, um, competitively and sexually. Uh, Like this is the 6th at around 10 o'clock at night. I don't even know what to tell you or suggest, but it's good information to have, um, especially if your chart is being directly impacted. It's not going to be the best time to be striving hard for success um, because you may come up against some strong opposition and your chance of winning is just not good at that time, okay? Um, Any extra stress that would be on you to perform would only kind of leave you more susceptible to embarrassment, uh, disappointment, 
or illness. Uh, Self-deception and being deceived is more likely at times with its softening, you know, that drive and that aggression. Uh, It's not the best time to take risks or chase rainbows, so to speak. Um, Yeah, disappointment and loss. If you try to be assertive and, you know, achieve your strong desires, just not good. Um, the, the expectations that we may have um, in our career or our sex life are just going to be out of touch with reality at this time. So don't expect a lot um, of yourself and others. I don't mean that in a way of just, you know, letting everybody off the hook, but with this the awareness of this transit, on the night of the 6th, that's Tuesday night, um, going into Wednesday rising, uh, just be aware. There's a greater potential at this at that time of falling victim to anything that triggers your adrenaline, whether it be drugs, <laughs> um, online dating, conspiracy theories, uh, direct marketing schemes, the best option During this time, since there's just so much that could go wrong, the best option is going to be to conserve your energy and just being soft in any way. Just just let it lull you on into the conservation of your energy. Or, like our dear ancestor Maya Angelou, expressing it through a creative or spiritual outlet. That's the, that's the, the higher aspect of what um, Neptune is bringing, okay? Not all bad. Um, And you can best do it really alone or quietly. You just got any kind of opposition involving Mars, and then it's weakening or softening those drives and aggressions and, 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 and energy anyway. Yeah. Tuesday night, if you can be quiet or alone, you know, if you if you can't be alone, you have a family, that's totally understandable. Just let that be you, be the initiator since you're in the know and you want the highest and best for your, yourself and your family. Initiate a quiet night. Initiate a night where, you know, I would even turn off the TV, everybody read a book or, you know, something quiet and reflective, everybody Just do something creative or just rest. Um, You'll be fulfilled if you do. Uh, uh, It's not a really good time to express anything publicly. Turn off social media that night, you know. Add that to the list of things to avoid doing late Tuesday evening and probably earlier in the evening as well. Um... All right, we're going to, before I get into Venus entering Virgo, because I got some horoscopes for y'all. You know I I got horoscopes for y'all on deck every week because I want y'all to be able to take these transits and lunations and apply them to your life specifically. That's why if you're listening to this show, you need to know what your ascendant or rising sign is because you should be listening out for at least two horoscopes. Your sun sign, which is the one pretty much everybody knows, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a Libra, I'm a Virgo. And your ascendant or rising sign, which is just as important 
as your sun sign, okay? The ascendant or the rising sign is the sign that was rising on the east of your chart, the very left. Any any circle wheel astrological chart you look at, immediately if you look to the left, um, you're going to see ascendant, AC, and that the sign that, it, that that AC line is touching is what your ascendant or rising sign is. If you are confused, if you don't know, contact us here. We can help you. You can reach me, Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at myastrologycoach.com or straight through the Mama Dada Astrology um, social networking sites, Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook, and Mama Dada Astro on Twitter, okay? We can help you out. We can hook you up. That's easy information. I can tell you in just a couple, a few seconds what it is. You must, 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 must know your time of birth. I have talked to a few people recently who who guessed. Maybe I was born around noon. Uh, I think I was born around five. That's fine if you want information that could potentially be inaccurate. You can find the time of your birth if you have access to your birth certificate. I've had some people who literally have to call their parents. What time was I born? It is vital if you want accurate information. It is vital if you want accurate information for um, a significant other. I've had people try to get me to do synastry or composite compatibility charts, and they don't even know the full birthday of the person. <laughs> Not going to work. There's certain things we can still look at and do and compare and, and, and you know, uh, identify compatib- compatibility without that information. But obviously, the more information we have as it relates to date and time of birth, the better, the more accurate and precise. This is a this is a science, and this is math. We're talking angles here. We're talking mathematical angles, relationships from one point to another, and we're talking science. So and spirituality. And so when you, the spirituality aspect, not so much, but the uh, math and science part, yes, exactness, preciseness, precision. That's why I love it so much and it loves me. Um, so anyway, that's just a little caveat. If you're wanting um, the most accurate info, please have that information on hand. It does help. So we've moved out of the sixth. Tuesday ends on that Mars-Neptune opposition. And uh, I was mentioning that because I do see a hand up, and I'm going to pick up that line here in just a second before I get into the horoscopes because I'm not going to stop once I do the horoscopes. But I I do want to let you know that after Tuesday evening, then we've got um, the seventh, which is Wednesday, next Wednesday. And as of 4 p.m., 4.10 p.m. to be exact, on Wednesday uh, afternoon, early evening, the moon makes a final trine to Uranus before going void, of course, for 22 hours and 40 minutes, almost an entire day. So Thursday evening to, uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday evening to Thursday afternoon, 
Gotta avoid moon. The moon doesn't enter Virgo until 2.50 p.m. Central Standard Time on Thursday, okay? So, once again, refer back to the void, of course, moon information for what not to be doing and what is would be very beneficial to do uh, between those 22 hours and 40 minutes, okay? As of 2.50 p.m. on Thursday, the moon enters Virgo. So this is really going to be an interesting time uh, emotionally because we Venus enters Virgo on the 8th. Yeah, Mars is going to be there too. And then uh says Jupiter, Venus, and Mars. And then you've got the moon, which is what I'm going to tell you about now. So we're, le- we're building up to the stellium. Stellium is when you have some astrologers say three or more planets, some say four or more planets. Basically, a stellium is when a whole bunch of planets get together in one area of space and have a party. <laughs> So with the moon joining it it's on next Thursday afternoon, you would want to familiarize yourself with this energy I'm about to tell you about so you can emotionally take advantage of it. Here we go. Uh, activities that are favored under the Virgo moon is going to be anything mental. Virgo's ruled by Mercury. Okay, just like Gemini, their sister sign. The Vir- Gemini is the air aspect of it. Virgo is the earth aspect of it. it. So it's grounding and it want, it's touchable. You know, it appeals to our senses. So while the moon is in Virgo, also besides mental pursuits, any work activities. Virgo rules the sixth house of work and health and service to others, so any services you provide, um, uh, more for pay. When you're talking about services you provide for free or just out of your humanitarianism, you're talking more 12th house or Pisces. Um, But with Virgo, these tend to be services you do for pay or compensation or reward. And, and and also the Virgo moon is going to favor any routines. That sixth house is also governing anything we do on a daily basis. So that's going to feel really good and emotionally satisfying as of Thursday afternoon. And Virgo, of course, is also very detail-oriented. If you haven't figured it out already, with Jupiter being in Virgo, we're going to, our luck is going to be in the details. And so that's this energy um, of the moon in Virgo going on next Thursday, activities that would benefit from us tending to details. Um, We may find ourselves reorganizing, rethinking plans here um, next day on until the moon goes into uh, Libra. Uh, but the the week ends out with the moon in Virgo. So this is the energy we're ending the week out on emotionally. Health matters coming into focus. Um, noticing the smaller parts that make up the whole, that make up the whole, um, we'll, we'll be more inclined to iron out details, and so that we can feel more confident moving ahead. It's definitely a detail-oriented time, 
that is favored, okay? And with that being said, call us on the 814-846. You're live on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. Hello, this is Doug Greg from Pennsylvania. Hi, you said your name is Greg? Yes. Okay, uh, please. Thank you so much for calling in. What can we help you with today? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty new to astrology, uh, but I do a lot of meditation. Uh, my question okay. was, is there an easy way for me to incorporate the energies that are available at any given time into the meditation? Uh, and can I do that, like, in general, or do I have to be very specific with uh, whatever my chart is? Um, the more specific is always going to be the best. If you know exactly, just like I, when I go through these horoscopes here coming up, I could read something, and it's been proven so many times on this show alone, I can read a horoscope for a particular sign, but then dig into someone's particular natal chart with that sun sign, but so many other factors and elements going on in their chart that kind of negates what I read for that general sun sign. It doesn't really apply, and it may actually be the very opposite of what that person should do. So that's why it's very important. Uh, do you happen to know your time of birth? Uh, I'm you don't pretty have to sure. Me. I'm just... Okay, yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure. I can find it exactly. I know where my birth okay. certificate is. That so, information yeah, that, is possible. But, yeah, in general, you can still do the same thing, just like we had this lunar eclipse in Aries, just like we had the new moon um, before that. And um, I believe it's Virgo. Yes, you can take the general characteristics of a particular sign and incorporate those into your meditation. Sure. Um, does that kind of answer your question, or do we need to take it further? Uh, I believe so. Uh, it's like, uh, I, you know, my goal is to, uh, you know, if I have a basic set of meditations I'm doing, I would rather try to see if it's beneficial to cycle them when there's more energy available. Absolutely. Uh, and yep. What's your sun sign? Uh, my sun sign. Mm-hmm. What's your zodiac uh, sign? Oh, Gemini. I was born on May 27th. Oh, wow. Okay, so you you have Sun in Gemini. Um, Mercury's in retrograde. I don't know how you've been feeling since September 17th. I have Gemini rising. I had a rough month. I had a rough month last month. um, Relationally, did you, relationship-wise? Everything. Uh, I'm really big on meditation. Uh, Okay. and, for, and I found just really intrusive, almost, well, tormenting almost uh, experiences when I was trying to be at rest in, in meditation. I Usually mm-hmm. I recover a lot quicker, but even with fasting and changing my diet, it was like mm-hmm. it, was, it was really rough. Yeah. Libra is a rough little sign. You, you know, you think... Libra's ruled by Venus, you know, the planet of love and harmony and balance and uh, diplomacy. But Libra can be rough, as I'm coming to find out through this recent transit um, of Mercury retrograde in Libra, that 
the the vacillation, the back and forth, the the being able to see both sides of a thing. If you're kind of bent toward one side, and maybe with you know your practice of meditation or whatever else, like me, I, I have my sons in Sagittarius, so I tend to be very optimistic about everything all the time. Well, guess what? Mercury and Libra is definitely. <laughs> crashing me down to earth. Everything's not all positive and optimistic all the time. Now, we can transmute anything, but the reality is is that we can be hit with these outside experiences with people, and it and it gives us this period of time here with Mercury and Libra retrograding has, has really given us this uh, divine opportunity to rethink and reevaluate the other side of the coin, okay, that we don't okay. normally delve into. Yeah. So, yes, you uh, Gemini sun, and you can see, you were referring to uh, things to add to your meditation that are more kind of topic-specific or um, energy-specific. Uh, yeah, I'd like the direct experience that I was having. Uh, I would say it would be like the crowd or dreams and visions of the crowd actually having more of a nasty uh, direct authority on me. You know, like uh, almost like local consciousness invading. You know, mm. so it was like all about the crowd, all about. I remember seeing a man in black among the crowds. It was like I had an accuser among the, you know, local mm-hmm. consciousness that I wasn't physically involved with. But I'll, my answer for that for the last few days was to, you know, make a special, uh, do a little work on not sitting meditating by myself, but calling in or talking to spiritual people mm-hmm. directly rather than trying to meditate by myself, seemed to correct a lot of the situation. So, yeah, you're right on with (laughs) what's happening. Well, that's that flip side of the coin. It's that very thing that we haven't normally done or tapped into, like me not normally tapping into anything other than positivity and advancement and growth and all these Jupiter Sagittarius things. And so, yes, and then Gemini, your son being in Gemini, you – have a conscious awareness more so than a lot of people of variety. Gemini rules variety and various, you know, things, people, experiences, places. So it's, and and then Gemini is a sister air sign to Libra where Mercury retrograde is happening in. So, yes, all that kind of lines up with with the um, current transit of that. And because you can tap into variety and various different things, like you say, um, the man in black and all that stuff, you are able now at this time to uh, just tap into some very variety, different things, that, that, and that's more, like you say, it's helping and it's satisfying to you, and you normally probably wouldn't have done it. So that's what this no, is. No, I get Yeah. I had some work then, I like, got stuck in. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. And so, yeah, this is definitely getting a lot of us unstuck from things we didn't have that awareness of before Mercury retrograded and, and our, we were forced to rethink, and, and especially as it relates to communications and relationships. Whew, it's been a doozy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have a list on my wall of things I'm supposed to do to change, and for some reason mm-hmm. I don't look at it. <laughs> 
You know, it's like when this happens, <laughs> do this to change. <laughs> Look at it after yeah. October when Mercury starts going direct again. And if you're still a little iffy about it, wait till October the 24th when it's completely out of the zone of retrograde that it's been in. So that's just a little okay. information for you there, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you, Greg, for calling in. Peace. Bless you. Wow. Great, great call right there. Um, I will go ahead and take another call for the person who's been on the line next longest. Caller from the 651-983. You're live on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. Greetings. Greetings. I am very late for the call, so I missed everything you said about Aries. Can you just give me a quick synopsis of what's going on? I feel like I, like... You're um, breaking up just a little bit, but you said um, you missed the information on Aries. Yeah, if you could just give me a synopsis of uh, what's going on. I think I'm uh, Leo Rising. You know what? I hadn't given any information on Aries except that I was discussing uh, very, very early in the show um, the lunar eclipse that just passed in Aries. And I was talking less about the Aries aspect of it, but just more about its impact that it had, the endings um, that we've experienced here since the lunar eclipse happened um, a couple of days ago. So it wasn't really anything Aries-specific. I will be getting into some Aries-specific information through the horoscopes here for the next two transits that I discussed, Venus entering Virgo, which is going to be huge, and Mercury stationing direct. I'm going to have horoscopes for every sign for both of those transits. So you actually haven't oh. missed anything from Aries. Okay, yep, you're I just in time. <laughs> Perfect you time. So What's your name? Gloria. Um how do you say it? Gloria. Gloria. Wonderful, Gloria. You're just in time. Why don't I put you back Thank on hold you. and you can listen. Thank you. All right. And so one more caller before we get into these horoscopes. I've got a caller from the 845920. You're live on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. Hi. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. What's your name? Katarina. Uh, like almost Catherine, almost Katharina? Yes, 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 okay, Catherine. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yes. wonderful. Thank you for calling, Catherine. What can we do? How can we help you? Um, I had a work-related question. If um, you don't mind, please, um, should I start by giving my sign or my birthday? Um, I actually don't do readings on the air. What is your question, actually? Um, I have uh, a friend that I recently reconnected with, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. if you believe that I can, um, that he could get in some in touch with someone for me that I really want to work with. You've recently reconnected with someone, and you mm-hmm. want to know if the person you've recently reconnected with can get you in touch with someone. Right. Okay, and that's not necessarily something you would ask them directly? I'm just... I Yeah, I'm getting there like I'm working up the courage type thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's your concern with asking them? 
Um, just if they think it might be too much of a stretch, um, mm-hmm. or if they think it, you know, if too much time has passed that you know I can't. Well, no, no, to, that I don't, I don't think so. It's the, the connection's strong, um, but just that you know if if they might think it's like wow, too outrageous. Hmm. So um, th- it would take you asking this person in order to get in touch with the third party. You can't do it without them. I'm not that I I can see at the moment. I mean, okay. I don't know. Yeah. And what's your relationship to the third party? Is it an uh, ex? Or? Uh, no, no, um, no. Um, Circle, same circles, um, colleague, you could say, would-be colleague. And it's somebody that you're interested in romantically? Um, could be. Well, could be. is that the That's reason you want to get in contact with them? Uh, for, for work, the primarily. Patient. No, yeah, oh, for, work, for work, primarily. For work, primarily. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, definitely any type of work um, related questions will definitely be reflected in, in any chart. That's absolutely something I can help you with. Um, is this a no- What's your sun sign, by the way? Cancer. Okay. So, yeah, um, uh, I, if I can reach you at this same number, I can call you after the show. We can take a direct look at your chart, and, yes, I can answer work-related questions and romance-related questions which may give you a better, deeper understanding of how to proceed. And it probably won't be that you would proceed on it until after Mercury stations direct. Anything that you're initiating during the time of a Mercury retrograde is likely not to stick anyway. So whatever I do offer you, by the way, in the way of information regarding transits to your chart that are related to work and romance, I would not Mm -hmm. necessarily, depending on what we see in your chart, I would not necessarily move forward on it at least until October the 12th. That is the new moon in Libra, the sign of relationships and balance and harmony and all that. And that would be a better time. Mercury will have already stationed direct as of the 9th, and then the 12th will be the new moon. And if you really want, (laughs) you know, that Mercury retrograde energy not to be affecting it at all, I would even wait till after October the 24th, okay? So we can discuss it in a lot lot more detail when I call you back here later. Does that sound okay, Katharina? Sure, okay. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome, and I'm going to do cancer horoscopes for Venus entering Virgo. That's got a lot to do with your love and your money. That's what Venus represents. And um, I've got Mercury stationing direct horoscopes that you want to listen out for cancer because that's going to speak to, you know, what is going to start kind of releasing and, and, and going back to normal once Mercury stations direct again here next week, okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you you very much. Okay. You're absolutely welcome. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Thank you. Okay, wonderful. So we're jumping in. We're jumping in. Venus is entering Virgo next week on the 8th. I I couldn't wait hardly to discuss this one and Mercury stationing direct. So I wanted to pick up the line and answer you guys' calls before I got into it because I knew I'm not going to want to stop. 
this is the good stuff. Everybody who consults with me wants to know about their love and their money, and that's what we are talking about right now, honey, love and money. Venus is entering Virgo. Now, what's interesting about this is Venus actually entered Virgo for the very first time, not ever, but for the first time this year, back on Sunday, July 19th. The thing is, just a few days later, it's stationed retrograde, a week later, it's stationed retrograde and backed up back into Leo. And it's been in Leo again this whole time. It retrograded back however many degrees. Once it's stationed direct here a couple of weeks ago, it's been going back over those same degrees. That's what I'm talking about with Mercury retrograding. Just because Mercury is stationing direct next week, it it doesn't mean we're out of the woods, so to speak, yet. Give it time to get through these degrees that it's already traversed over and get out of that area of retrograde before you really consider moving forward with certain things, especially relationships. Mercury has been retrograde in the sign of relationships, Libra. So give it a second. I know you know, with whatever may have taken place during the lunar eclipse that just passed, we may be raring to do something different. Continue to be a time of rethinking, reevaluating, reorganizing until that point. So we're coming out of that point with Venus. Um, it's coming out of Vir- um, Leo again, reentering Virgo. Um, and ushering in a month. It's not going to be there forever. It's going to go into Libra after that. Uh, but if for about a month of it being in Virgo, it's going to be a month of relationship tune-ups, so to speak, okay? I just got through talking about moon being in Virgo and what that Virgo energy represents, the detail-orientedness, the mental pursuits the work activities, the services and the routines, the health matters coming into focus, um, uh, the nitpickiness and detail-orientedness. Uh, Virgo is going over everything with a fine-tooth comb. It's so scrutinizing, okay? And that's the energy that is coming to our love and our money, which is a good thing, hopefully. If you're not scared of what you'll find once you, you know, comb through everything. Um, you know, while Venus was retrograde, we we were forced, just like with the Mercury retrograde, to rethink matters of the heart, rethink matters of of money and health, and and, and uh, actually the heart, uh, love and money, and we were uh, called to take notice uh, of certain things. So it, the Venus. Retrograde energy is kind of similar to the Venus and Virgo energy because we're still kind of scrutinizing these areas of our lives. Uh, we're zeroing in and focusing on these things so we can improve them. And uh, we will express our love and our what we value more practically under under the energy of this next month going forward. Um, it's going to be uh, a time of refining and working hard, um, paying attention to the details uh, in our relationships, things we may not have wanted to see. We can't not look at them now. It's just we we don't have a choice. Um, 
the Virgo energies in our own chart um, uh, turn into those, okay? And and, and turning into those uh, Virgo aspects of ourselves, we will be rewarded. I just said Jupiter's been there. Jupiter's in Virgo right now waiting to reward us for our detail-orientedness, for our practicality. It's waiting to reward us for for working and, and, and for focusing on matters of health. So with Venus joining, I mean, that just beautifies and harmonizes it. I'll speak on the last Venus-Jupiter um, alignment. It's hit three. This will be the third time this year it's hit. And so... Um, Venus and Jupiter together is just a beautiful, wonderful energy, and this last of the three is the most intensely beautiful, okay? Uh, But specifically Venus re-entering Virgo, um, anything, anything, like I said, with this lunar eclipse, we may have ended or had to let go of something we wanted, we really wanted or thought we did. And during uh, Venus being in Virgo, anything you lose is is just not going to feel as painful, which is, I guess, great because almost immediately we'll be able to see um, that it is because the people and the situations that did not add any value to our lives and therefore have no value, we're talking about values with Venus, have no value to us, they are being removed, okay? They're being removed. That's further reiterated with um, Venus and Virgo because Virgo is not about the excess and the extra. It wants to reorganize and rethink. It's scrutinizing every detail for a reason because it's separating the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. It's very scrutinizing and nitpicky. If you know a Virgo, you know what I'm talking about. It's almost annoying. <laughs> so, um, if you're so, what's going to be rewarded with Venus coming into Virgo? What will be rewarded? And and with Jupiter already being there, not only will it be rewarded, but it will be expanded, and it'll it'll be advanced, and it will grow. Uh, and what will be rewarded and expanded and advanced and grow is anything we're practical about. As it pertains to our love and our money, we're being called to get real practical. It ain't no, it's the whole other side of the spectrum from Pisces. Pisces and Virgo oppose each other on the wheel. And Pisces, yeah, you in Pisces you can be dreamy and imaginative and, you know, it, it softens you and all that stuff. Virgo is is literally the opposite. It's time to get practical. It's time to get detail-oriented. It's time to toe the line. And that will be rewarded and blissed by Venus, Jupiter, Mars is going to be joining in the fun to energize it all. Come on. Then we got the moon there at the end of the week to get to align our emotions and habits up with it and and get real comfortable with it. So if 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 there ever was a time, and I'm gonna read the horoscopes here just real momentarily to get practical about some things to where it benefits you, it's now. 
take the emotions out of it pretty much. But um, you'll finally, we will finally be able to find true love, meaningful work, financial profit, and emotional support under this influence, okay? All we have to do is put in our usual hard work. Virgo is that sixth house, work and health. Um, and it, so if we put in the work, it'll work. We're going to reap good results, and um, all of our efforts won't go for nothing. This is really a time where our efforts are going to be rewarded. It's going to happen. We just have to be practical about it all and not dreamy and delusional. Um, Let's see. Mm -hmm. So uh, Virgo kind of blends mercurial, it's mercurial, you know, mental communicative rulership with the earth element. Like I said, Virgo is an earth sign. Um, It just happens to be ruled by Mercury like Gemini is being an air sign. And so the more it's kind of of a more resourceful and, like I say, practical application of what we're thinking, what we're rationalizing, what we're communicating, okay? It's grounding that. And so think of that energy when you think about the things that are going to be favored under this influence. Jupiter is going to be in Virgo uh, up until September of next year. Mars is going to be in Virgo up through November. So what's being triggered here at the end of next week is powerful and a long-standing influence if we use it right and take advantage of it. Um, so here we have, once again, this stellium, uh, love, self-worth, social connections that end up under the microscope and it allows the Virgo, you know, detail-oriented focused microscope going to allow us to hone in on the right targets and actively address the areas that could use some work, okay? Um, Even if you're not in a committed relationship at this time, uh, Venus and Virgo is still going to, it can still work in your favor. Uh, so even if you're talking about your primary relationship being with yourself, it's in our best interest to determine how we stack up on the romantic front and how we can improve our partnership potential in order to level up as partners and individuals in our own right and embody the energy we truly wish to attract. This is powerful. We are talking Venus, the planet of love and money here, and we are talking Jupiter that wants to expand, advance, and grow. So really pay attention to um, what I'm going to say later on. Well, what I'm saying now in general uh, pertaining to the energy and what I'm going to say later on specifically pertaining to your sign. Uh, I really want to talk about it, Lon. There's so many. You've got this Venus that's moving into Virgo on the um, on the 8th. You've got it. Uh, in opposition to Neptune uh, almost a week later on the 16th, 17th. And that's going to uh, help us to work through some blind spots. Like I said, with the Mars-Neptune opposition, it's softening that, you know, 
uh, aggressiveness and drive and energy, well, Neptune's going to do the same thing to Venus, and it may, uh, it, but, but because it's in Virgo, it may actually help us to work through if we want if we want to work it through it. Um, any uh, blind spots we have to love and money. Um, additionally. Um, there's a, a beautiful supportive trine coming up is in Virgo to Pluto and Capricorn on the 23rd of October. Uh, so it's gonna, that energy is going to help us in identifying and releasing toxic connections in our lives in order to restore psychological and emotional health. Okay. Additionally, two days later... I'm just giving y'all some of the the the, the major themes Venus is going to hit after it enters Virgo uh, on October the 25th. That's the date of that final Venus Jupiter alignment, okay? And Mars is going to be there as well, Jupiter and Mars together. And so, um, concrete efforts, Mars to clean up our act and be of service to others which is, you know, Virgo and influences are most likely to be rewarded, Jupiter and Venus. They're the two benefic planets. So around that time and leading up to that time, be thinking of that. Let let this Virgo energy um, be inspiring you and motivating you to imagine what concrete efforts, what you can put your energy towards our act and be of service to our, I say ourselves and others as well. Um, triple conjunction, triple conjunction of Jupiter, Venus, and Mars in Virgo um, is actually also going to be trining Pluto. And so uh, Jupiter trying Pluto alone is an energy that creates power, influence, and wealth. So with Mars there, it's just going to add aggression on the low end or strong passion. Um, personally, that this energy could result in an escalation or love relationships to a new level. And obviously on the low end, it could be an expansion. Jupiter expands whatever it touches. So it could also be heated passions getting out of control. Okay. Um, specifically for relationships, um, this energy can definitely facilitate some systematic approaches, that's Virgo, issues and help to foster mutual understanding between partners, friends, and associates. Um, among other things, Virgo also rules knowledge and written communication, so this is the right time to invest more effort into reading the other's nonverbal cues and trying to gain a deeper under insight into the partner's details by being an attentive listener. You're listening out for all the little things said and not said and showing a collaborative disposition, okay? Um, so it's definitely an opportunity for relationship repair to go on with Venus and Virgo. Okay, uh, Virgo is a healing energy. I say the rules work and health. So the healing of our relationships and money is also a potential 
if your uh, a relationship have recently gone off track with this latest eclipse energy or before then. Just make sure that you're using the right tools, okay, which are humility, patience, and willingness. Um, so be wary of the counterproductive shadow of Virgo's hypercritical tendencies, okay? We, I know we're talking about orientedness and scrutinizing, but if you get hypercritical, it could be counterproductive. All right, so it's going to be in Virgo up until November the 8th, and with that being when it enters Libra at that point. So with that being said, here we go. Um, I'm going to switch it up because I wanted to switch it up last week, but the lunar eclipse was in Aries. There was no way I couldn't start off with Aries. So how about this? Pisces, it is your turn. (laughs) Um, Pisces, Venus enters Earth sign Virgo. And you know what? Let me give out the number real quick right now because if you are on listening online and would like to call in, you can dial 818-369-0368. Once you call in, if you would like to ask a question or speak um, to me directly, you can press 1 on the keypad. Additionally, let me um, bring, if you are listening online, please direct your attention to the episode information. At the very top, last week we had a caller who so graciously um, introduced the concept of um, being able to donate to Mamadata Astrology. Give much thanks and praise for that divine suggestion. So I did say that I would put up a link. Um, which at the top it says to donate to Mamadata Astrology using PayPal or the credit card of your choice. You can click on that link at the very bottom of the episode. And for actually, I didn't get to put it back in there. But if you just go one show back or two show back, um, the very first link is actually um, uh, a, a near and dear organization to my heart, the Uhuru Academy of Fort Worth. And you can feel free to click on that link and donate to them as well. They are very deserving children. And the institution is an African-centered educational institution. And the the donations will go to such a great cause. I get to be a witness to uh, what a great cause it is uh, every time I'm, I'm able to get up there in, in, in person or donate myself because I see it bearing fruit. I see the babies growing and and learning and and even teaching. We have some junior teachers that are (laughs) coming up in the Uhuru Academy. So please, please, please open up your heart and your wallet and do whatever you possibly can. Um, Okay, so Pisces. Venus is entering Virgo, the sign opposite yours, I just said that, and you enjoy spending time with others and having a partner by your side. So with Mars and Jupiter already going to be in Virgo, you have great energy for relationships and partnerships, okay, Pisces? You can meet all sorts of new people personally and professionally that benefit you and your life. Professionally, you can take on a partner and accomplish more. If single, you can have plenty of opportunities to begin a new relationship. If in a relationship, you can become more committed, take things to the next level, or reaffirm your commitment to one another. 
Wow, great news, Pisces. Soaked that up for me. <laughs> kind of wish I was a Pisces right now, but no. Um, and just FYI, these uh, horoscopes came from the Dark Pixie Astrology. And Aquarius, you enjoy making transformations in your life, doing research and working with a partner. Now, with Mars and Jupiter already in Virgo, you can benefit from these things, and you can make a big transformation of something that you're excited about and that leads to bigger, better things. You can get to the heart of any matter with ease and have all the information you need when you need it. You can take on a business partner or do work that is mutually beneficial, and you find that this results in even more success for you. This can be a good time for you financially as well, as long as you're thinking long-term. Okay, Aquarius? Oh, Capricorn. Venus is entering your fellow Earth sign. Capricorn's Earth sign, so is Virgo. And you can enjoy coming up with big ideas, exploring the world, and expanding your life in new ways. With Mars and Jupiter already there, can benefit from your big ideas, from expanding your life, and have even more opportunities to expand, explore, and have new experiences. You want more freedom in your life to see what's out there in the big wide world, and you feel excited by the possibilities. Right now, you just want to enjoy the journey that you're on, this wild ride of life, and not be so concerned about the destination, though you could luck yourself into ending up exactly where you want to be. All right, Sagittarius, Mars and Jupiter is already in Virgo, so Venus is going to add to the great energy you have right now for achieving your goals and experiencing a high point in your life. This is the time for you to make it, to see all of your hard work pay off, and to feel like you've accomplished something. Success is at hand, Sagittarius, and it's up to you to make it happen. With hard work and smart decisions and a little homework, you can do almost anything you want to do right now. Don't miss out on this energy or you'll have to wait over another decade for it to come again. All right, Sagittarius, Venus is going to be in Virgo for a month. Make it count. All right, moving on. We are at Scorpio. Scorpio, you enjoy spending time focusing on your dreams for your future while Venus is in Virgo and thinking about what your future looks like. You're very future-focused right now with Mars and Jupiter already in Virgo. And you can even get opportunities or create them for yourself to achieve one of your dreams. You become more focused on achieving a dream instead of just thinking about it. And the success, because Virgo's going to ground it out, is mercurial. So, yeah, whatever you've been thinking about, you're going to bring it on down and manifest it, Okay. Um, And the success you've had over the last year inspires you to take a chance, go outside of your comfort zone, and try to make something big happen. Trying things in an unconventional way can be beneficial for you, Scorpio. And getting help from the network of friends you have as well. Sounds like it's going through your 11th house. Make it count. Okay, Libra, Venus, your ruler, your ruling planet, 
enters Earth sign Virgo, the sign before yours, on October the 8th. And you can enjoy spending time in the background, out of view, not being noticed, 12th house themes here, and making your plans without interference. That is a prime position, Libra. Please take advantage. So with Mars and Jupiter already there, it benefits you to be in the background right now and to make your plans on your own without anyone else. You come up with great ideas with an active imagination, and you can get a lot done when you're left to your own devices. You prepare yourself over the next year for what comes in another year when Jupiter does finally enter your sign, okay? So clear the clutter. Make plans and get plenty of rest now. Virgo, Venus is entering your sign, and you can enjoy pursuing what you want to pursue, doing what you want to do, and are more charming, romantic, and affectionate, okay? So, yeah, it's your time to shine, Virgo. (laughs) Jupiter and Mars are already in your sign. So you have great energy right now to do whatever you want to do. You have plenty of opportunities and possibilities, and it's just up to you to choose what you want. You can be more daring and courageous now, willing to take the first steps and wanting to go for it. Venus brings some pleasant energy, and you can find it easier to make things happen for you, especially later in the month. Just make sure you don't give in to laziness or arrogance. Um, Venus uh, is wonderful energy, brings wonderful energy, but of course, um, excessive amounts of that Venusian energy, uh, it, it tends toward laziness or overindulgence or, or arrogance. Like I said, it's your time, you know, Jupiter's in your sign, Mars is in your sign, Venus is entering your sign. Just watch for that ego trip or you know, going over into arrogance and then with Venus and then Jupiter expanding Venus's influence, watch out for being overindulgent or lazy. Okay, Virgo, it's your time. Just, you know. All right, Leo, you can have a great time financially, especially because Jupiter and Mars are already in Virgo. You've had a rough few months, so a little reward is just what you need. You can see financial opportunities presented to you, or you can create them on your own, and you can make things better, uh, faster. You can also splurge more. So try to watch your spending if you don't want to spend everything you get, though it is a good time for investing in something of value. Your confidence can be higher, and you feel more secure and steady in life. You can also be more sensual and get more in touch with your physical body. All right, Cancer, that was uh, Katharina. So I hope you're still listening, Katharina. Venus enters uh, Virgo for you, and for you, you can enjoy pursuing mentally stimulating ventures, being around people who make you think, and using your mind in new ways. So, you know, the question you had about a potential, you know, work, relationship with somebody, the climate will be good. Once again, I'm advising everybody to wait until after Mercury's out the zone if you really don't want that added kind of imprint of energy of 
the confusion of a Mercury retrograde in the very sign of Libra of, you know, vacillation and kind of seeing both sides of the coin, which can kind of be confusing. Uh, but for a cancer uh, with Jupiter and Mars there, it's an excellent time for you to come up with new ideas for projects and new plans, and your mind can be your greatest asset right now. You don't usually put as much stock in your mental ability as you do your emotional ability, but it's pretty strong now, uh, the mental ability, so don't ignore it. This is a great time if you're a writer, speaker, teacher, or deal with technology, and you can have lots of new opportunities now and reach people easier. You have a better ability to clearly communicate and express yourself so that people absolutely get it, make the most of it. That may end, we're going to dig into your chart more specifically later, but it may actually not lend itself to working with someone else at this particular time because it's a very sensitive time over the next month of Venus being in Virgo for you, dear Cancer where you have access to this added mental energy where you can really make some strides when it comes to new ideas, new projects, new plans. Your mind is your greatest asset right now. Make the most of it, okay? All right, Gemini. Uh, For you, you can enjoy spending time in the places that are most familiar to you and being with the people that you know best and who support you no matter what. Jupiter and Mars already in Virgo, so this is an excellent time to improve relations with your family, expand your family, create a support system, improve your living situation, move, renovate, or invest in real estate. Fourth house themes going on here, Gemini. Now is the time for you to make plans that will bear fruit down the road in about five to six years, and you can see your life begin to move in an upward fashion. Woohoo! The seeds are planted now, and you spend the next few years watering and watching them grow. This is also a great time for you to get more in touch with your emotional self, to gain better understanding of what you feel and why you feel it, and to work on strengthening your internal foundation. Taurus, your ruler, your ruling planet, Venus, enters fellow Earth sign Virgo, and you want to bring more joy into your life through spending time with the people you love and spending more time doing the things that you love. Jupiter and Mars already in Virgo, so there's a very good energy for you for love this month. If in a relationship, you can make things fun again and focus on reconnecting and reigniting the flame. If single, you have great energy to meet someone new and exciting and you're ready for whatever comes your way. It's a great time to focus on your hobbies as well, and you can take up new hobbies or take a hobby you have and do something with it. It could become a new career, create new opportunities for new experiences for you, or it could bring new people into your life, okay, that hobby. No matter what, have fun. And lastly, Aries, Venus entering Virgo for you can uh, you can take pleasure in the work that you do, finding more joy in it, or feel that you want to be doing work that you love and push to make that happen. Mars and Jupiter are already there. This is going to be an excellent time for you work-wise, and you can create any sort of work opportunity that you want with a little elbow grease. Venus here now gives you some extra pleasant energy, and you can focus on having the kind of work life 
that you want. You can also focus on your daily life, improving your lifestyle and creating a routine that helps you. This is sixth house here, routine that helps you to establish more and become more even on your health by doing the right thing and making good choices for your body. When you make those good choices, you can see payoffs quickly now, okay? All right, uh, I don't have a lot of time left, and I really want to make sure that um, we get the last of these uh, horoscopes in for Mercury stationing direct. So if I have time left at the end, I will take any further callers to 818-369-0368. Feel free to press 1 on the keypad if you have a question. Um Mercury stationing direct, uh, the chart for Mercury stationing direct uh, includes uh, a sextile to Saturn. Mercury will be sextiling Saturn at the time that it stations direct, and I believe it's conjunct the North Node still at that time, okay? Uh, Now, Venus is going to be squaring Saturn in the Mercury direct chart, so uh, as as beautiful and positive as it's going to feel for Mercury to station direct, uh, Venus square Saturn may cause some delays and inhibitions involving romance. And um, Moon and Mars conjunction opposite Neptune could lead to confusion and emotional outbursts. So do keep that in mind. But uh, the main focus here is uh, our thinking and how we interact with others through this Mercury transit through Libra. And that should be definitely on the upswing after October 9th. Uh, It's stationing direct at 9.49 a.m. Central Standard Time, but it does not leave this zone until October 24th at 11.16 p.m. Central Standard Time. You may have it as the 25th, depending on your time zone. Uh, At any time of the station, it's crucial. It's vital. It's important, Uh, especially for Mercury stations. Pay attention on October the 9th to what you say. Pay attention on October the the 9th to what you communicate in general, okay? If you're itching to make a point to somebody or if you're planning on signing on the dotted line, try to hold off. Mercury also rules paperwork and contracts and negotiations, okay? Try to hold off. Try to make it not the 9th or the 10th, you know? So you just don't want to put yourself in a position by saying something you don't mean or saying something out of frustration and anger or signing something in haste. Uh, You don't want to have to deal with the fact that you may change your mind uh, once we're out of the zone and and your your, thinking and communicating and rationalizing becomes more clear again. Uh, So in the meantime, you could really do some damage if you don't watch it. So uh, when when a planet like Mercury is stationing, like Pluto is stationing now, the transformation planet, the death and rebirth planet, when the communication planet and uh, travel planet is stationing, its energies are very strong in our lives. So this date 
is one to mark on the calendar to remind yourself, hold off, chill out, take it easy. Anything communication and travel related. Communications are going to have more of an impact when it's stationing. Um, So any negative communications could really have some long-term implications. If you say the wrong thing around the 9th or the 10th, it may not be no coming back from it. Even though after the 24th, when it's out the zone, everything will feel all better, but you will have already, you know, said something or or done something that really could be damaging. So please, please take that as a a divine uh, warning to just watch it. Now, in that same breath, if you are very clear within yourself about what you are communicating, it can be a positive and powerful thing to say something at that time. But just make sure you're sure, make sure you're sure that you can handle the fallout from anything you say at that time. Uh, with Mercury retrograde going through Libra, we really have been being called to look at. Um, past decisions and ideas from a new enlightened perspective. Um, uh, With uh, Mercury being retrograde in Libra, Libra, we were definitely slow to reach a decision, possibly painfully slow. Um, Our minds bounced back and forth between alternatives. Um, We could find merit for any and all of them. So it really wasn't the best time for decision-making. Partnerships were mostly affected. Um, We might have been rethinking old positions and relationships, and um, there could have been a tendency for our observations to be especially idealized. Um, The Sun-Mercury alignment today, the 30th, Uh, is definitely bringing illumination to our thoughts. And so it's a favorable time for processing the recent events and ideas that this Mercury retrograde has had us going through and for beginning to look at problems or issues from a new perspective and with a new understanding. Significant new ideas can be birthed at this time uh, due to that Sun-Mercury alignment. Okay. Now, uh, considering these uh, horoscopes, I'm going to finish off the show with keep in mind, yes, Mercury is stationing direct on the 9th. Um, October the 2nd, we could be, I'm wondering, October the 2nd. Okay, sorry about that. It will trigger the September 27th lunar eclipse on October the 2nd. So some themes centered uh, that were going on around the lunar eclipse that we just experienced, the blood moon, um, it could be triggered again on the 2nd before the Mercury goes direct on the 9th. So it's kind of like saying energetically we're not out of the woods of this Mercury retrograde yet. I know I'm already kind of feeling a little bit like, yes, to go direct again, but on the second, before it does go direct on the ninth, just be mindful, okay, that um, themes that were visited at the time of the blood moon, uh, mercurially speaking, uh, relationship, communication and relationships and all that, it could uh, rise again on the second before we're out of the woods 
on the night, so to speak, and all the way out of the woods on the 24th, okay? Okay, Aries, um, you've likely been dealing with all sorts of issues in your relationships uh, during this retrograde season, having problems with effective and open communication with the people in your life and questioning others. You may have felt out of balance and like there just wasn't any peace. With the retrograde ending, you can work on fixing the problems that came about in your relationships and try to make peace again. The impact of this retrograde is felt through mid-October. Taurus, um, the retrograde has likely made things difficult for you with your work life, daily life, and health, struggling to concentrate on the work you need to do, getting the little things done, focusing on the details, getting along with coworkers, staying organized, or being healthy. And stress has probably been an issue. Okay, Taurus, so with the retrograde ending and the impact last through mid-October, uh, you can get back on the right track with your work, with your health, and with what you need to do. That's fixed house, house issues, okay? Gemini. You've likely been experiencing problems with your loved ones, with making time to have fun, with having much of a work ethic, or with working too much. Inspiration may have escaped you. Children have been rebellious if you have any. Dating has been a nightmare if you're single. Exes have returned. Creativity may have dried up. And because Mercury is your ruler, Gemini, you've likely also felt off in subtle but uh, always present way. With the retrograde coming to an end, you can start to feel like your old self again and find your inspiration, creativity, and the appropriate time for fun can open up lines of communication with your children or find new people who interest you. That one's for you, Greg. All right, Cancer, this retrograde has likely brought about some problems for you at home, with your family, or emotionally. You've had a hard time expressing how you feel or understanding yourself. You've had a hard time dealing with family or seeing the return of relatives you'd rather not see. You've had a hard time fixing all of the little issues with your home, or you've had a hard time feeling comfortable, secure, or supported. With the retrograde ending, you can work on fixing things at home with your family and can strengthen your internal base. Leo, you've likely been experiencing communication problems lately, unable to express yourself clearly or understand people and feeling that your mind isn't working properly with too much or too little mental energy and focus. With the retrograde coming to a close, your mind can get back to its more usual function and you can be clearer with your thoughts and ideas and plans and get your point across. All right, Virgo, with this retrograde, you may have experienced some financial issues, felt insecure, were easily rattled by others, or just felt off in a subtle way. Now that the retrograde is coming to an end and the impact will last until mid-October, you can fix the financial issues that came about, ignore the mean things people have said, increase your confidence, and feel more like yourself. Libra, you felt off in probably every way <laughs> since then, since it's been in your sign. If it could go wrong, it likely did, and you were easily overwhelmed and felt in over your head. It goes back even before this, though, with your ruler Venus retrograde from late July through early September. So you've really been out of it for a while. It's fitting that this month is a great time for you to take a break and slow things down after the period you've had. You can right the ship and get back on track when the retrograde is over. Scorpio, um, you likely have 
this retrograde has likely prevented you from being open, from expressing yourself, and from feeling like you can be out in the spotlight. You've kept more and more to yourself, had to deal with issues from the past, difficulties letting go of some things, or feeling a feeling of karma catching up with you. Subconscious issues can become apparent. You've had trouble sleeping maybe with your dreams or with your intuition and question yourself. With the retrograde coming to an end, you can regain some of your confidence, do a big clearing out of all the garbage that's piled up and moved on. Sagittarius, uh, the retrograde has likely made you question your dreams for the future, wondering just how realistically attainable they are and question yourself as well. You may have had issues with your friends, groups you belong to, or going outside of your comfort zone. With the retrograde ending, you can regain your confidence in your dreams, start to work at them again, having great energy around you to do so. You can improve things with your friends or groups and try things in a different way. Capricorn. You may have had to deal with issues with your goals your and have questioned your direction, wondering if you're on the right path. You made bad impressions, had a hard time with your elders, or lacked discipline, maturity, or responsibility. With the retrograde ending, you can get back on the right track and make up for those issues. Aquarius, you've likely been feeling like you're stuck, unable to go anywhere in your life, and like your freedom has been restricted. You've wanted to break out but have been more boxed in than ever. You may have had trouble with learning or have had difficulty with legal issues or had problems traveling. With the retrograde ending, you can start to feel freer. You have more room to breathe and can grow as you want to. Pisces. Um, This has likely made you overly serious, overly emotional, and a little angry at times. People have gotten under your skin, and stuff that you keep inside of yourself has been stirred up, making you feel worse. Financial problems may have come about, as well as issues with business partners. With the retrograde now ending, you can get your emotional self right, and you deal with whatever issues have been brought up. That's all we have time for today, y'all. I love y'all. 30 seconds left. Please make sure that you join us here next week, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network here on the Ampu Astrology Channel. This has year a week with Mama Dada Astrology. I love you guys. Catch you next week. Peace.